Welcome to Chachi Talk, where professionals in the family entertainment industry come together to talk about everything but tchotchkes. Hosted by Redemption Plus, my name is Tabitha. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now let's get talking. Hello and welcome. Today we have Kevin Ekstrand with MIQ Logistics to talk all things tariff and duty changes. As you probably heard, this has been a hot topic in the news this year, and Kevin is going to help us understand these changes that will impact the family and bullying entertainment industry. Welcome to Chachki Talk. Chachki Talk, Kevin. I still struggle saying that every time. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So let's just you know go ahead and start with the basics. Briefly explain what are tariffs and duties and how do they impact world commerce and U.S. trade? Okay, Tar tariffs and duties, that's a great question. Um, they're the same thing, okay? Um, it's basically a tax on imported goods. Commodities are classified into a specific coding system that we utilize called the Harmonized Tariff System, HTS, which according to World Customs Organization, um, is manage, which manages it, um, has over 180 countries that subscribe to the same coding system around the world. Um, but to get a grasp on what tariffs and duties are, I think we need to take a historical um, perspective of that. So when the U.S. declared independence back in 1776, right, mm -hmm. um, 13 years later, roughly, the country was on the brink of bankruptcy. It was then that they established the Tariff Act of 1789. This was passed by our first Continental Congress and signed by George Washington. It established our ports, U.S. customs, and imposed tariffs on imported goods. And by 1835, the national debt was actually zero. That money from these tariffs funded really the, essentially the growth and infrastructure of our country for over 125 years when income taxes started. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very important moment in our time. Right. Some people even call it the second declaration of independence. Wow. And it's interesting, you know, we hear a lot about it today, but it's really interesting to know where they came from, why they started, and their importance to our growth as a nation. So like I said in the introduction, you know, tariff and duty increases have been in the news for the better part of this year. Um, can you explain some of the changes that have been going on so far? You bet. You bet. Um, so. When we look at tariffs and duties, the United States averages around a 1.6% weighted average duty rate, which is one of the lowest in the world. Okay, so we have, and we also have fewer non-tariff barriers of trade, such as quotas or licensing restrictions, which is one of the things that supports the United States having the largest economy in the world. Along with the basic duty rates we, we discussed earlier, mm -hmm. there are additional avenues for businesses and industries to protect industries in the U.S., protect our commerce right. um, and so forth from competitive outside markets and things like that. The use of anti-dumping duties, countervailing duties are the most common um, for businesses. Um, and where they can and they can also file for relief using Section 201 of the Trade Act of 1974 also to try to seek relief to protect their industry and these typically impose higher duties on imported goods okay. in order to, to protect our, our local manufacturing mm -hmm. our local industries um, but recently we're seeing a, a new approach um, to protecting our business sectors and, and the industry um, let's first talk about Section uh, 232. This is a provision um, of the Trade Expansion Act of 1962, which is used to determine the effect of imports on national security. 
We've seen numerous investigations which are making headlines. Still in aluminum mm -hmm. is the most recent that has gone into effect, placing a 25% tariff on steel and a 10% tariff on aluminum. It's important to note that several countries were able to, to avoid the 25% tariff by agreeing to quotas. And personally, I'm not sure if they are really the winners, though, as the, the quotas are going to severely limit their exports right. to, to the USA. Um, other 232 investigations currently going on are, are autos and, and auto parts and uh, uranium. Um, the other big headline getter is, is Section 301 of the Trade Act of 1974. The Trade Act of 1974 was created to promote open, non-discriminatory, and fair economic systems to stimulate fair and free competition between the U.S. and other countries. Right, right. And that's kind of why it was established. And recently, we've been using Section 301 investigations found that China hacks policies and practices um, related to technology transfer, intellectual property, mm -hmm. and innovation are, are unjustifiable and they're actually discriminatory and restricting U.S. commerce globally. We therefore levied some tariffs against China specifically. So while 232 involved an industry, aluminum, steel, um, auto and auto parts, kind of worldwide okay. against all countries right. around the world, um, of which they retaliated against us and are now putting sure. tariffs on yeah. our, our, our exports. Section 301 was very, very specific to China okay. and, and in an effort to protect our, our, our intellectual properties. Um, so this China really was three different releases of information, three different tariff lists is what we've been calling them. List one went into effect July 6th, then placed a 25% tariff on about $34 billion worth of Chinese goods. List two went into effect July 31st and placed a 25% tariff on $16 billion worth of Chinese goods. And list three was the largest, covering over 6,000 items, and meaning tariff items, which mean, could mean thousands more okay. individual right. specific items, um, and placed a 10% tariff on those goods starting September 24th of this year, but that will increase to 25% starting January 1st. Okay. Um, and can you clarify the item one more time? So is an item, is that kind of synonymous with a category of goods? Potentially, am I understanding correct, that correctly? Correct, okay. correct, correct. Like we might utilize that again, utilizing that coding system. Um, Ninety-five zero three is uh, is the tariff member, the main heading for toys. Okay. Okay. So that encompasses all of your different kinds of toys: your stuffed animals, right. um, ride-along toys, all kinds of different toys fall under that one category. So while it's one tariff line, you know, it's one of the six thousands. Actually, it right. missed this 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 list. It's not on there, but it, it would involve lots of numerous items okay. underneath of that. So. Makes sense. Thank you. So luckily, items in our line, so Redemption Plus um, as an entity, wasn't impacted by list one and two. Um, they were impacted by list three. So can you talk about some of these item categories um, that we and all U.S. toy vendors will see in these changes? So I think candy was a big one, yep. and there's a few others. So can you talk about yep. some of those categories? You bet. You're 100% right. Um, the toy provision 9503 is, is not affected by these tariffs. Um, currently, uh, okay. the current yeah. list, um, <laughs> there, there's rumors of another list right. out there that, that could that, that could show up, but we're going to watch that carefully. Um, however, Redemption doesn't just import toys, okay? We right. have to remember that. While, while people look at you and they see toys, 
were, were not in just toys. As, as a matter of fact, toy importers, when it looked at, a co at the coding system, the harmonized tariff system, have hundreds of tariffs that you utilize in order to import goods, okay? Um, the 9503 was missed, as you mentioned, and that's great. That's the majority of your items, but um, things that, that aren't are, are sugar, confectionery items, okay, um, right. metal items like keychains, um, paints, mm -hmm. plastic sacks, gift bags, textile bags, purses, hats. Um, the, these are things that, that you guys deal with. Gloves, paper products, right. um, other than like reading materials mm -hmm. and, and books and stuff. Those and paper have been, plates. Yeah, and those, are, those have been um, paper, paper goods, paper in itself, just, just plain paper. Um, you know, things like your glow bracelets and right. that are made of plastic and furniture. Um, some furnitures other than say safety furniture for mm -hmm. children such as high chairs, safety seats for cars those were or those were specifically excluded from list three and um, let me clarify as well so it's all about kind of the raw goods that make up some of these items you know as consumers mm -hmm. we only see the end product but it's really you know what is that product made of and how how is that material tariffed and classified. Correct. Most of the raw materials, like the, again, the steel and aluminum right. under section 232. There's also some 301 against steel products and, mm -hmm. and aluminum products and tin products. Plastic raw materials. Which is a big one is, for us. Is, is yeah. a very big one uh, for you all. Um, and again, like the, the paper products, mm -hmm. rubber products, um, those, those things all from in there, especially the raw materials that go in to make those. So if we're making those in the U.S., the raw material price would go up mm -hmm. um, if we are importing that from, from China and, uh, and therefore it would ultimately affect the end product that you're producing. And so list three is already in effect at 10%, correct? And then it has the potential to go up to 25%? Not potential, it will. Okay, it will at, go on up January on 1st. January 1st okay. to 25%. Okay, correct. thank you. So just for those of you who are listening who are customers of Redemption Plus, um, we are not passing along a price increase on these effective items um, until after the first of the year. And again, after this point, we will you know, kind of look into, again, what specific items were impacted and how can we absorb that as a business, hopefully to reduce variation um, on your businesses, but those items could see um, an increase as up to 25% in, in price. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back right after these messages. Here's what's happening at Redemption Plus. Are you headed to IAPA Attractions Expo this year? As you're navigating those 10 miles of aisles, be sure to stop by the Redemption Plus booth. That's number 224. You'll get tips on how to build prize assortments that are optimized and proven to entice your guests. You can also solve your redemption training needs and get other perks by signing up for one of our service packages. If all that doesn't convince you to stop by the Redemption Plus booth, you will also get a chance to spin our prize wheel. We'll see you November 12th through the 16th and I have a booth 224. All right, welcome back. So next up, you know, for those in the family entertainment industry, so bowling alleys, laser tag arenas, arcades, um, pizza restaurants with game rooms even, you know, what are some other areas within their businesses that they should be um, on the lookout to be impacted by some of these changes? Um, well, the basics 
of, of the industries aren't being affected. You know, again, what kind of what we talked about earlier, raw materials such as steel, aluminum, plastic, rubber, paper, textiles are increasing in price if imported from China specifically. Um, this is actually driving up demand for USA produced products um, wow. and other global products. So those prices are going to go up as well. So mm -hmm. we're going to see those raw materials. Again, it's going to have a trickle-down effect of what we're targeting China. It's going to have a trickle right. on... on uh, uh, other other countries and let's face it there are also going to be some opportunistic companies out there that are seeing prices go up um, um, where, where predominantly items are, are imported from and they're going to increase their prices well because I mean sure. if you're going to pay 25% from China why not now pay 18% more from North Korea locally, and yeah. save a little yeah. bit of money and mm -hmm. or locally um, so we're going to see kind of a trickle-down effect of, of just cost of, of materials um, going up. So I think all businesses should be looking at um, increasing costs of goods, um, whether it be for repair, materials, the, you know, the fun things that Redemption Plus does, um, should be considering um, price increases probably. Mm -hmm. I think it's very generous that you guys aren't taking that are passing that price along yet and, and looking for other avenues. Um, so those are things that I think people need to be aware of and, and need to be watching for. And can you explain the repair piece of that as well? So if they sure import or repair what does that kind of look like well let's just think about uh you know everybody's business especially arcades bowling alleys um things like that my, mm -hmm. my grandmother worked in a bowling alley for her entire oh, wow. life so i understand all the things yeah. you know you're, you're buying materials that for to repair say bowling alleys light fixtures okay. lighting is something that's a higher duty um so all these things that need to be replaced and repaired mm -hmm. over to, to to be maintained and in order to run at a, at a high level and that includes you know just uh the chemical that you buy lots of chemicals are now being affected by this too and so the general prices of all of those things the metal items the steel yeah. the, the fasteners the bolts the nuts the things that that keep us running on a regular basis those prices are likely to start going up as well so we, we've got to think of those little incidental things that, that not just what we're buying what we're importing but the overall cost of materials goes up which means the cost of repairs sure. the cost of uh, other things end up get, getting affected you know like you mentioned the pizza companies you know mm -hmm. the cardboards the boxes the bags the plastic yes, bags yeah. that, that we put that's all got higher duties we're gonna see cost on those little things um, which 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 is ultimately going to drive up you know cost to a, to a certain sure. degree and so yeah. we need to be as business owners we need to need to be on the lookout for those and uh, and be prepared to increase cost as needed right right so um, so as we're looking at these pieces and looking at you know certain things that are going to go up and repair potentials and you know like you mentioned the cardboard pizza boxes etc. What are some strategies that business owners can do to kind of deal with some of these tariff increases? Um, first, we need to be informed. What is going on? What is the effect of us? So right. I don't want to see any knee-jerk reactions out there. Um, let's get the information we need, yeah. then start gathering. Uh, additional information on that on what the effect could be on us I think that's number one is the mm -hmm. key you know when when the first announcement of these tariffs came out we saw a lot of knee-jerk reactions you know yes. well, well let's put our product uh, move it somewhere where, where it's not going to be affected by those as far as the the tariff the coding system mm -hmm. goes and then the next list comes out and that 
new code is on that list. So I think we need to, to take a step back here and, and just start gathering information. You know, is there a potential fourth list out there? Yes, there there is, and, and that could happen right. um, anytime from immediate to, to after the new year. Who really knows? Um, but anyways, that, that could be affected. So mm-hmm. so let's right. uh, let's not take a knee-jerk reaction. Um, for importers of products like Redemption Plus and, and others out there, um, we need to look uh, at our products specifically and, and make sure that they're classified correctly. Let's take a good hard look um, and review those because many people have classified a product and it sits in a database, but the tariff changes year over year mm-hmm, right. to, to a degree. And so the numbers that folks have might not be correct and they may be looking at their current tariff, comparing it to a list and saying, well, it doesn't affect me because they have the wrong tariff number. Okay, okay so we need to, to look at our tariffs. We need to update our, our databases and we need to probably, it's a great time to put in a new process to make sure that we're doing that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. If that includes additional resources to the company and so forth, obviously 10 and 25% duties are, are high. And so maybe an additional resource isn't that expensive anymore towards towards that. So we need to look at, at products and where they're classified. If, if And we need to determine if we are affected, then we need to take a look at our overall supply chain. Right. Um, can we source our product from a different country? Um, say China, we're getting hit with 301 duties um, or the tariffs. And, um, maybe we can look at Malaysia, Sri Lanka, India, Cambodia, Vietnam, other countries like that. Um, remember, the capabilities are quickly growing in many other countries. It's not just China. It's really the capabilities are growing around the world. Um, if we're looking at other countries, then let's also take a look at uh, trade agreements. The U.S. has trade agreements with numerous countries. Let's look at those trade agreements, mm-hmm. and maybe then we can even drive down uh, duty costs elsewhere. Since we have to, since we're looking at moving anyway, right. let's let's look at those first, and uh, let's look at potential free trade agreements that could happen. EU, Japan are on the list of, of being considered right now, so let's look at those as well. Um, Let's look, let's look at options uh, that involve uh, um, let's let's involve uh, people like me. You know, bring mm-hmm. me into those discussions. Let's yeah. look at products. Let's look, look at countries. Let's do some data mining. Let's see if maybe there there are some options out there to to do. Um, if we can't source from somewhere else, which is is really not that easy sometimes. So one of the reasons that we often source from from Asia, from China specifically, is the access to raw materials mm-hmm. to produce our products in in those other countries and, and getting them there to, to to be developed. So maybe we 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 can't source um, from somewhere else. Then we need to do, try to negotiate some discounts from factories. Sure. Um, Make, to make up that duty difference right. potentially and, and keep the costs down to, to keep us competitive globally. Um, it's important that we're um, doing that in an arm's length transaction. That's very important for mm-hmm. legal, regulatory compliance purposes. Um, if all else fails and we have to import goods from China, we can look at some duty deferral options, um, such as uh, um, bonded warehouses, um, foreign trade zones. What that does is at least allows us to bring in the goods, not pay duties at the time we import them, but then pay the duties as we as bring we them out of those, the zone and yeah. as we're using the product. So if you get someone that buys a large amount of products and we take them out, we pay duties at that time. That lowers our inventory taxes 
and and takes the hurt off a bit as mm-hmm. opposed to, to putting something that just has a 25% duty on your shelf to sit for three weeks right, or four right. weeks or five weeks um, or longer. So those are things that we need to, to potentially look at. If we've looked at them before, we need to look at them again right. now that the duties have, have increased from mm-hmm. those countries. So again, I think there's a process we need to put together for each company and each company is going to be completely different yes. <laughs> and, and talk through all of these ideas and again, just make sure we're informed and make sure that we're making the right decision for us, not just today, but let's look down the road, 5, 10, 15 years, um, because we may see more of this. Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of these changes may be very scary up front, but I do think it does present, you know, an opportunity to look at our businesses holistically and how can we, you know, modernize and update some of these processes that maybe we've been doing for 20 or so years. So yeah, great point. It's all about looking at kind of the positive angle, even though, again, price increases are never, you know, a good thing. But okay, so finally, can you list off some good, you know, online resources where people can go to learn more about what's impacted the scheduling, you know, timing, all of that? Yep. Um, if you're if you're looking for information, you can come to our website, miq.com. Um, um, it's a great place. Folks can register to receive our monthly publication logistics link and get supply chain alerts um, that, that go out. And to be honest with you, often those supply chain alerts, if they're regulatory in nature, I'm writing those for MIQ. So they're, they're, I'm, I'm staying mm-hmm. informed and I'm making sure that my clients and, and, and locals are informed on what's going on. Um, you can also go to several government websites. So Customs and Border Protection, their website. CBP.gov is a great place to go. The U.S. Trade Representatives, who's really most of this is coming through. So that's USTR.gov. Go there. And lastly would be the Department of Commerce, which regulates the uh, tariff system and things like that. They're posting this information and also would give you information regarding like anti-dumping and countervailing duties and things like that. And that's just commerce.gov. So great resources. Awesome. And again, that was MIQlogistics.com. Just MIQ.com. MIQ.com. Okay. And you can always find more resources for the family and bowling entertainment industry specifically um, on our website, redemptionplus.com, and on our blog, which is insightsandpower.com. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. I know I certainly learned a lot about tariffs and duties that I had no idea about, so I appreciate you taking the time for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, And that's all we have for today. So we will catch you next time on Tchotchke Talk. Thanks for listening.